college football being played in Europe and two different championship games yesterday. What is going on, guys? I am Parker Rogers, and welcome back to another episode of Elite Cast. And I am joined, as always, by Matt Rossington. All right, guys, let's jump right into it. First order of business today, kind of talking about week zero of college football. The first game that was, I think, one of the first games ever that's been played in Europe. It was played in in Ireland. It was Northwestern, uh, a city from a team from the city of Chicago against Nebraska. Uh, yeah, they they just went over to Ireland. I think it was planned last year. Go over to Ireland, play their first game in Ireland in one of the soccer stadiums. Actually, it was a really good game. It turned it turned out to be really good. Uh, Nebraska was up for a very long time, and then a couple poor poor choices. They kicked an onside kick to uh, to Northwestern while they were up. Northwestern ended up coming and scoring the game, the game winning touchdown. And on the very last drive, Nebraska threw an interception, sealed the game. It was very exciting, very riveting. But I think in that, there's a different sort of aspect that needs to be talked about. American football is coming to Europe and a lot of different aspects. Matt and I have talked previously about the NFL coming to Europe, playing games in London and in Germany. But now there's this new aspect of younger guys coming over to Europe and playing uh, high level division one power five college football in Europe, getting exposure for the game, getting people hyped and excited for the game, inspiring the next generation of young talent in Europe. And I think that's actually really, really exciting. Because uh, hopefully in the future, we'll see more more, more and more games being played in Europe. Matt and I previously uh, had discussed maybe a game in London. I think that would make the most sense, a more uh, known and populated area to get a lot more people uh, interested in the game of football and kind of see like what, what this whole college football thing is. Uh, Matt, if you just want to kind of touch on what you think this means for the game of football in Europe. Yeah, I mean, I think it's great. I think the more eyes, the better, as we've said loads of times in this, uh, on the podcast. Uh, I would have liked to see maybe a bit more promotion because I didn't really know what was happening until it was. I mean, I would have loved to go out to Ireland. See, I know a couple of people did, but uh, yeah, I mean, having teams like Notre Dame, if they went over to Ireland, that'd be really, really interesting. That'd be quite fun, obviously, to find Irish. Um, and having like teams with links back to Europe would be really, really fun to go watch, um, especially for European fans. I know college football isn't necessarily as big as the NFL because the NFL is more like promoted with the NFL mm-hmm. from the, uh, Europe uh, quite often. But college football's growing year by year. Um, we're getting more athletes in to college football year by year. So say like, for example, Darren Agu of uh, Vanderbilt comes to London. That'd be a great game to go watch. It, it's like a lot of UK support. Or mm-hmm. like Klein at Michigan goes to Germany. Again, same thing. You can really build a fan base in these uh, European countries if you're having European athletes that come and represent you. And uh, a lot of teams have that nowadays. Like we just mentioned off two, but it's obviously boats. Alabama have recruited um, from Europe. Florida have recruited from Europe. Uh, Temple just got uh, Peter. So, yeah, it's uh, definitely interest for it. And I think um, the more games in the more places, the more exposure, then it's a win for everyone, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really good. I think there there is potential for more games to be played here. And with that, maybe people will start scouting in Europe a little bit more. Uh, That's the hope. And as we talked about previously with more European athletes getting funneled into high level division one football programs in America, like people are going to start scouting. Oh, let's, let's go take a look at, at this team, or let's go take a look at, at this team over, over in Europe, this team over in Germany. Um, Yeah. So it's really good 
Uh, while we're talking about college football, week one officially started this weekend. A lot of games were played uh, from Thursday to, to Saturday, and we had a couple guys uh, who were who play in college, some who didn't play, some who did play. So we're just going to kind of quickly go over that. First one, big name, Hero Canoe. He did not play. He, I'm thinking this year he's going to take a redshirt year just so he can learn the game a little bit more, grow, develop at Ohio State, and then next year we might see him explode onto the scene. Next, we had, uh, as Matt mentioned, Darren Agu, who plays at Vanderbilt. He's played two games already, and I think, Matt, what would you say? He had how many tackles against Hawaii? He got uh... – Two tackles on Hawaii and then a sack against Elon in the second week or week one. Mm-hmm. This uh, week. Counting. Yeah. Yeah. So already making an impact. He's a freshman uh, from the NFL Academy. Uh, wait, no. Robin Gap High School. Yeah. So he was um, – so Darren's had a bit of an unconventional one. He went from uh, London and then he went to NFLA and then he went to Ruben Gap mm-hmm. and then he went – Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah. So he's been to a, he's been to a couple of teams can claim rights on Darren Agu a little bit. Yeah. So he's from all over. He's already making an impact as a true freshman. Uh trying to think if we had anybody else. Uh Alex Alexander Honig from uh Germany. He is now a tight end at uh, TCU. Not too sure if he played. I can actually uh he looks ginormous. He is <laughs> huge. Like, you're at elite chat. He obviously was a quarterback, and he was pretty stocky then. But he looks ginormous as a tight end. And he had a really good ball as a as a as a quarterback. Yeah, he did. Let's see, receiving. I think he's one of the best, if not the best, European quarterback we've had in a long, long time. Yeah, because he got his story got picked up by Bleacher Report, New York Times, all these mm. different outlets. Um, doesn't look like he played yesterday. Maybe he'll play a little bit this season. Um, and a couple other guys that we had, Marlon Klein didn't look like he played. Um, and I think, ah, what's his name? I will, he plays at Notre Dame. Um, I'm sure Jairo or Holland didn't play for Virginia, West Virginia. Yeah. He redshirted last year, so I think this year he should be coming into a little bit more of his own. Yeah, he's probably going to play a little bit more. Yeah, he played linebacker. He originally was a safety, and they changed him into linebacker. So I'm not sure if they're going to try and play him at the nickel or outside linebacker. But, yeah, he's one. He's a good athlete, so I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't see the field this year. Yeah. Alex uh, – what's his name? Alex Ahrensberger. I don't think he played yesterday, but he's he has been playing. He played – I know he played last year, got some good minutes in uh, last year, saw some good flashes for him. Um, and then we, we have a couple other guys, um, you know, People are balling out. We're making a statement and we're going to continue to make statements. Like we've said, we're going to see the growth of college football. We're going to see the growth of European athletes and college football. Um, So I just, I hope that helps for any of the young guys listening, like stay motivated, stay working. It's going to pan out and you're going to get your opportunity sooner or later. Um, And with that being said, guys getting their opportunities, that moves us into our next thing to talk about. Very exciting weekend for football in Europe. We had two championship games played yesterday. We had the GFLJ championship game against the Berlin Adler and Dusseldorf Panther. And then we also had the U19 Blitz Bowl. That was, oh shoot, who played? The London Blitz and... Yeah, yeah, the Brit Bowl. That is basically the Blitz Bowl. They own that thing. It's uh, London Blitz versus Tamworth Phoenix. Uh, Blitz are defending champions coming back a few years because of COVID. So mm-hmm. it wasn't one... Uh, on the COVID year, obviously. And then in 2021, they did like a weird tournament thing. And there wasn't really a national champion named. 
Um, and then Phoenix, first ever one. They have a very successful men's team. They've won a championship at men's level before. But okay. first ever time in the final uh, in under-19 level. And uh, I was lucky enough to go there and witness it myself. It was a good game. Good um, practice for me scouting too. Got out to see some players. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was in New, uh, New River Stadium, which has a pretty good capacity. So there's definitely a couple hundred people there. They had the Vuvu Zellers. I'm not sure if you remember from the 2010 World Cup in South Africa. Do you remember mm -hmm. those? Like long, they had those. Yeah. Pretty sick. And um, yeah, Blitz came out quite comfortably, 46 uh, nothing, which was, it was early and often they were scoring. And then the quarterback, Harley, he did really, really well. Uh, receivers like Jacob ordered a couple as well. Uh, the running back, 15, blanking on them at the moment, but he did outstanding. They had a carousel at running backs, to be fair. And every time they stopped one for like a loss of two, then they bring in the next guy and he'd get like 10. Uh, but yeah, defense played really well. They got Rio from the NFL Academy, who um, was really, really good. Obviously, he's with the NFL Academy. They don't have massive promotion for all of their players. Mm -hmm. So Rio is one of the people that I think should have had more because he was excellent in that final. We got pick six. Uh, from linebacker, jumped to flat route, perfect to the house, untouched, easy as you could like. Playing tackles, uh, real like leader in the team, you know what I mean? Like one of the captains on the team. And um, really, really showed that like the NFL Academy is uh, producing these talents that go a little bit more under the radar when it comes to their, the social media on the NFL Academy. Um, but then when you see them in game, it's, it's really in like you can really clearly see the uh, difference in ability. Felt bad for Phoenix. They had quite a lot of injuries at the end of like the second half and start of the third quarter. Mm -hmm. Quite a few of them. I, th I think I counted like six or seven in the space Yikes. of like a couple of drives. Like last play of the game, last play of the sec uh, second, uh, first half, sorry. Last play of the first half, injury, kickoff of the second half, injury. <laughs> first drive, mm -hmm. that was another injury. So, like, yeah, they just ran out of depth. Um, I think, obviously, naturally, when you go 46 down, you're going to be a little bit more, uh, you know, solemn about it. Now the backs up, backups in after a while, so did Blitz. But it was a really entertaining game. Uh, loved being there. Bath actually allowed me to go there um, as a media member as well, so I could go wherever I wished, um, within reason. But, <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a really good game. Really enjoyed myself. I really enjoyed it. And then there was an upset in the men's bowl as well. Or the contact ball, I should say. And uh, Titans came out on that one over the Warriors, which is some people saying the end of the Warriors dynasty. I'm not personally agreeing with it, but that might be a, a topic for another video, I think. Mm, a little bit of controversy starting <laughs> to spike up again. We have had our fair share of controversy on the podcast. Yeah. And then the next game, the next game, uh, very exciting. It was the GFLJ Championship. We had Dusseldorf Panther against the Berlin Adler. A little bit different than last year. I was actually hoping to see Cologne back in the championship after their dominant performance last year against uh, Firsty. Obviously, it didn't happen. I'm not too sure on the entire bracket. I can actually uh, pull up the bracket and see where they fell this year. Yeah, Cologne are always my um, kind of go-to when it comes to it, just because the amount of players they produce on a regular. Like, okay. they're the running backs, insane. Yeah, it looks like the Razorbacks lost to the Unicorns, who the Unicorns are a very storied team in Germany. Actually, they just came out with a documentary on the Swabish Hall Unicorns. Uh, highly recommend checking that out. It's a great documentary if you have the time and, and ability to watch it. Um, yeah, lost to 
the Cowboys, the Razorbacks lost to the Cowboys, and they also lost to the Unicorns, beat the Scorpions. Wow, I'm just seeing this score. <laughs> the Dusseldorf Panthers beat the Falcons 93-0. to zero. I remember that. <laughs> that was yeah, back in that. June. <laughs> Holy cow, that is... Yeah, I remember that scoreline. <laughs> Because it rivaled one of the UK ones, but like I think Manchester beats on like 82 nil or something like that a while back. That's kind of wow, that's crazy. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, okay, here's the actual uh, fix my light here. The actual uh bracket, uh, first round, Dusseldorf beat the, the Huskies, and then on the other side of that, the Unicorns beat the the Phantoms, okay. Cologne came out strong and beat the Sentinels. Good game there. And the Adler beat the Cowboys. And then in surprising fashion, the Adler beat the, the Crocodiles by 14 points, 35 to 21. That's actually very surprising to me. I would think yeah. uh, just with the talent and size that they have on their defense, they would definitely come out a little stronger and not give up 35 points. But I guess to each his own. And then oh, – uh, huge. Yeah, they're they're both lines are huge. Uh, running back is really good, and they have some really good receivers. So that's a bit of a surprise to me. Obviously, I didn't get the chance to watch it. Um, but yeah, and then on the other side, uh, Dusseldorf and the Unicorns, twenty six twenty in a in a close game. And then obviously the outcome that everybody's been waiting to hear: Dusseldorf, Berlin. Uh, Dusseldorf won twenty three to six. Very good game. Very strong. I didn't I didn't get to watch all of it. That's the kind of the downside of being over here in America and having like my job in Europe, the time difference is a little bit difficult to, to juggle with. <laughs> um, but for, from what I did see, it was, it was a really good game. Um, Dusseldorf came out, came out strong. I know they have a couple of like, their running back is really, really good. I do know that. Uh, I think he might've won MVP. Oh, really? I know um, Davis Hill is really tight going into halftime as well. And then they just pulled away towards the end of it. Yeah, so that obviously it was a great game. Uh, who was I? I see here I have the MVP for the GFLJ game. But who I mean, the MVP of the Brit Bowl was um Rio? As oh, the, the MVP actually was on the Berlin Adler. Oh, really? Yeah, um. So that's pretty interesting. That's a bit different. Usually that's not the conventional. So, yeah, that's uh, very interesting. (laughs) Yeah, very different. Didn't see that coming. No, for sure. So Yeah, it's a pretty packed uh, week of football. It's kind of sad, though, the way that the European leagues are ending and then the college football leagues are starting up. So it gives people an opportunity. They've obviously got into football this year after Mm -hmm. COVID, but wanted to get more involved, join the team this year. Now you finish your season, you can go and watch college football or pro football because then yeah. NFL is around the corner obviously Caleb was at one of the game, uh, one of the um, scouting games so he's been obviously with the Panthers so he's been doing well and um, yeah it gives a lot of people an opportunity to see how, how the Americans play especially with them playing in Ireland which yeah. is so close to us well me yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's very close for me being being in, in uh, America the top mm. of America in Chicago, so that's, you know it's, it's, it's a it's a couple minute drive away from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Was it in Dublin? Was it in Dublin? Uh, let me look. I think is it was it. It might be the O2. It's a big stadium, but I know um, uh, 
sign a note called AJ. I think he went. He said it was good. But yeah, I would like to see more of them. And we maybe do another tier list of uh, college football games and where to put them. <laughs> that, that would be a fun one to do. Uh, I know the tier list was good. It was in Ireland. Where in Ireland? Um, yeah, it was in Dublin. Uh, Aviva Stadium. Did it sell out? I'm not sure. Um, I mean, imagine I got a couple, but again, I didn't see it. I would have loved to have went. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I don't I'm know if it... Not that far away from Ireland. <laughs> yeah, you're right there. I don't know if it sold out or not, uh, but <laughs> I did I did watch the game. It was pretty packed. There were a lot of fans there. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So the only, like, negative thing, and it may just be me, it may just be entirely me, but whenever I see games in Europe, I see, like, an array of, like, like different team fans it's like if it's a dolphins patriots game mm-hmm. it's like loads of texans fans <laughs> which is fine like you can go watch the game but like <laughs> just wear a texans jersey man it just makes the crowd look really spotted and jagged you know what i mean that might just be me but i mean if there's a texans fan anywhere i'm questioning why they're wearing a texans jersey <laughs> personally I, I can say that too i'm from houston like i okay. lived in houston i lived in houston i grew up around the texans like they were they became a team the year i was born and they are always disappointing. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, I am not a Texans fan, so I do have that going for me. Well, how about um, LSU? I haven't seen any. LSU. They haven't they they haven't played yet. So the reason I am like in my in my Joe Burrow jersey, got my LSU shorts on, is they played a night uh, at six my time. So a Sunday night game for college football, not very common. So they open tonight against Florida State, and actually, we have a European guy playing in that game. Lucas Simmons, <laughs> he will be at the game, I believe. Okay. Yeah, 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 linebacker. He's linebacker, for sure. O-line. I think he's O-line. O-line. Yes, because it's him. And then the guy we mentioned earlier about going to Alabama. Yes, Lucas Simmons. Let's see if he has – yep, Lucas Simmons. There we are. Florida State. Oh, wait, no. No? I <laughs> – He's not there yet. He's a senior in high school. Another okay. guy that, that we've gotten mixed up on. But we have uh, somebody who's committed to Florida State. So there's that. We have that going for us. Nice, nice, nice. It's uh, teams like Ruben Gaff as well. They've got loads of, like, Europeans. I think that's one of the high schools that's really, like, gone into it. Because, like, Darren. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Klein as well, pretty yeah, sure. Klein played there. Yeah, we got got um, another young – DB from England and another linebacker from England also over there. I think they had at least 20, 15 or I'm going to say 15 plus European guys on their team. Yeah, if I remember Georgia. right, we did something last year. Like we did like a little piece on them last year. Mm. Um, and it showed like how many players from Europe that they had. And it was a lot. It was quite a lot. Yeah. Cause they got there from, they're all the way out of Georgia. So I'm, I would like to maybe uh, get in contact with them and, you know, kind of see what they're thinking because how, how you go from Georgia and you grew up from Germany, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. They're different. But, yeah. Uh, so, just kind of good week of football, a lot of good games, uh, a lot of people to, to look out for. Matt did scouting. So, if you played in the Blitz Bowl, uh, be self-conscious about that. <laughs> uh, you were watched by a scout. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, all good things. I, I, I've heard all good things about both sides of the ball. So, yeah, that's a that, that that's about it. Uh, wraps it up, you know, just kind of going over college football in Europe, which is a really big deal. It's a it's kind of a breakthrough uh, for sp- 
football in general uh, across Europe, not just in Ireland, but across Europe as a whole. And then obviously the two uh, big championship games this weekend, ending of their seasons. And I know uh, in other places in Europe, seasons are starting up. Czech Republic just started their season yesterday and today. So um, actually first game of the U18, U19 season uh, in the Czech Republic was a rivalry game, uh, Prague Lions versus the Prague Black Panthers. Black Panthers came out on top. Um, so <laughs> take that as you will. I have a friend who plays uh, for the Black Panthers, and obviously I played for the Lions, so a little bit of bittersweetness there. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I think like in closing, just – ELF playoffs as well. Oh, yeah, that's right, the ELF playoffs. The um, – the Raiders are very close to clinching their spot. They did lose to Frankfurt a week or so ago. Yes. But yeah. because Frankfurt only beat them by three, um, the Raiders are still in the lead. Mm-hmm. So I, I am really hoping for the Raiders to get in. I think that would be big. First-year team to get yeah. right into the playoffs. And then – The Galaxy are out, I'm pretty sure. So reigning champions are out of the playoffs. I'm like 90% sure. That's big news. So, like, we're going to have a new champion, which is pretty cool. Obviously, with the turnover in that league, we're bound to see, like, quite different rosters every year. But, right. yeah, I think the more champions are better. I don't – obviously, no one wants to see, like, a team win five in a row or anything, so. Oh, the playoff picture is set as of an okay. hour ago. Oh, in the first <laughs> In the first round, we have the Raiders playing the Sea Devils. Okay, I'll take Sea Devils on that one. I'll take the Raiders in that one. <laughs> just, just I got some boy Tonga, Glenn Tonga. Glenn Tonga, he's a great player. He's a, he's an me, outstanding player. Oh, could be, could be. And then on the other side, we have Barcelona Dragons versus the Vienna Vikings. I will take the Vienna Vikings on that because I want to see a all Austria championship. I think okay. that would be amazing. That would be. Good. I'm going to take Barcelona just because uh, you're not going for him. <laughs> and that. <laughs> so that the first round will be played next weekend, September 10th, and Sunday, September 11th. So, next episode, we will see whose predictions were right. <laughs> I am really, really hoping for an all Austrian championship game. That would oh, yeah. be really cool. That would be really cool, especially considering, like, new, like I said, a new team. It would be really cool to see that. That would be amazing. So, definitely something to look forward to this next week. So, get your popcorn ready. It's going to be some good games on. Um, and yeah, that about wraps it up for today. Thank you guys for, for joining and listening in. Um, and that's all we have for you today, guys. See you later. Bye-bye.